0: Hey guys, what's up? Thank you for joining us on another episode of the waiting table podcast where we have roundtable discussions about the hottest topics in weight loss and of course, with the coolest people from the bariatric community. I'm Rob waiting in vain. This is Murph aka Murph's losing it. Grab a chair, wind down from your very busy day and take a seat at the table. Murph, how's it going, man?
1: Doing great, man. Doing great. We, uh, hopefully we got these technical difficulties, Under control, and we are good to go.
0: Yeah. Hey, you know what? Sometimes you have to bring it back to your roots, and our roots was where our uh, our first episode, where a lot didn't go right. So it's all right.
1: I'm surprised we've gotten you know four other episodes under our belt without something like that (laughs) happening. We, you know, we were on a lucky streak there for a minute, but all good streaks come to an end sometimes.
0: Hey, you know what? Hey, it's 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 a bit of a celebration day and we can celebrate where we came from too, right? We we're celebrating Absolutely. our first episode and the tech, technological difficulties, but we're also <laughs> celebrating the long haul today. So, tomorrow is my 2-year and anniversary. And thank you, thank you. Yay. Um, yeah, and and we had talked about it and we we thought what better way to celebrate this milestone for me, Mm -hmm. then to talk with other members of the bariatric community who have lived this amazing life that we are trying to aspire to live, and they've done this for the long haul. And so we all know who, you know, people who are in the bariatric community or have had bariatric surgery, we know that studies show that a large percentage of the bariatric community may regress, and, and in some cases, even gain much of their way back over time. And you know, we think it's very important to be able to understand what it takes to sort of keep going. Uh you know, we all slip and we all need to be kind to ourselves about that, but what is it that'll keep us moving and aspire to get to that life that we want to live? So, exactly. joining us tonight is a waiting tables day one supporter, which is amazing and I love the fact that we can we can have Mary Treehugger66 Runnels, who has enjoyed 10 years of the post-bariatric lifestyle and, again, celebrating over 150 pounds lost and living her best active life. So welcome, nice Mary. Welcome yeah. to the show, Mary.
2: Glad to be here.
0: It's good to have you. And so one thing I, you know, when I, when I look at your story, when I look at where you have come from and look where you are now, um, one thing that was really important for me to highlight was the fact that for any any newer viewers any anyone who's newer to this bariatric lifestyle newer to weight loss surgery mary this is what the goal is you are what the goal is right absolutely a lot of times we are in the mindset of hey i'm having weight loss surgery i need to lose weight my goal is a hundred pounds My goal is 150 pounds. My goal is 200 pounds. What your goal should be is that long-term lifestyle. This is what we should aspire to, right? We're not making these changes for a number on a scale. We're making these changes for a life that we can come get back, right? And so I was super, super happy to have you on the show. And I was super happy to be able to, for me, share this celebration with you. So thank you so much for, for joining us.
2: Yeah. Well, I'm honored to get to celebrate with you, too, because you and I have cl- our dates are close together. I mean, yeah. a few years apart, but <laughs> but close together
1: for sure, I'm coming for sure up
2: on 10 years um, next month. So nice. That's I remember amazing. I remember my first meal, not solid meal, but my first pureed meal was for Thanksgiving. I was so excited to puree some mm-hmm. turkey and some dressing. <laughs>
0: I have a picture of my Thanksgiving meal, too, my very first one. It was actually during COVID, and so we had gone to my brother's and we were sitting in a garage eating so we can sort of space out from, it, from each other, and I remember looking at that plate and being like, this is not my Thanksgiving plate that I remember. <laughs> Thanksgiving has always been, we always play, you know, the campfire games or the long driving games, and it's always like, if, what is your go-to meal, your, your, your deserted island meal? And I would always cheat and say, if I can only have one meal for the rest of my life, it'd be my Thanksgiving meal. And so I always looked at that picture and that, that meal. I'm like, oh, I don't know this meal. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I'm, I'm happy that I can celebrate and enjoy that, actually, this time around, so for sure. Yeah.
1: So, so Mary, you're going to be celebrating your 10-year anniversary here soon. Uh, surgery, I'm sorry. Um, other than that, can you tell us a little bit about uh, yourself, your journey? How did you get to where you were almost 10 years ago? What brought you to that that place of bariatric surgery? And uh, yeah, just give us a little background on you for those of us that don't, uh, don't follow and shame on you for not following Mary. <laughs> well, I,
2: I was not an overweight child. I didn't get... Um, I didn't have a weight issue probably until college when I went off. I did the freshman 15 and the sophomore 15 and the junior 15 and the senior. And just, I had put on a good amount of weight. I was able to lose weight. Um, I went to some crazy diet place and lost some weight and, and put it back on and put more on and would lose, you know, go to Weight Watchers and lose the weight and then put more back on. And then after kids, I just kept putting it on and kept putting it on. And I was, uh, I'm not even sure what I was at my highest point because I wouldn't even get on the scale. Uh, I, but I was a little over 300 pounds when I finally figured out what I was gonna do, which was the, the vertical gastric sleeve. I had looked into the bypass, I had looked into the lap band and I, I chose the sleeve. Um, because of, I honestly, because a friend of mine had done all the research and she went and had it done and she was losing weight and was doing great. And I was like, well, then that's the one I want. So I went to the same doctor she went to and, um, uh, not too far from here, about a couple hours drive and, uh, and went through all the classes, did all the nutrition, um, had the, you know, evaluation. And I remember the doctor saying, you know, that's, it's not just losing the weight; it's keeping the weight off. And what are you going to do to keep the weight off? And I thought, well, don't I just need to lose it? <laughs> I didn't, right. say, you know. But then I'm thinking, well, I've, I've lost weight before. I've been able to do that. I've never been able to keep it off. Um, and so, I mean, I, I. I think I concocted something to say to him that sounded good, but I didn't really know what I was gonna do. I really had no idea. I was like, Well I'm just gonna I'm just gonna wing it. I'm just gonna I'll do whatever it takes. I'm not putting the weight back on. And honestly, over the over the course of the ten years, I kept I lost down um probably about a hundred and thirty pounds. And I would I might put like five or 10 on and then I'd be like, okay, I got to get this off and I kind of get back, but I, I, I wouldn't, I wasn't really always doing what I needed to do when I would, would, we'll call it slip or whatever. Um, but then when COVID hit, my husband and I own a restaurant and we became so engrossed in keeping that restaurant open that I, I didn't do anything. I did, I, I quit exercising. Um, I wasn't even, I didn't even pay attention to what I was eating. I didn't. I, I. mean, I didn't keep up with a food journal, and I found myself inching toward uh, 200 pounds when I. When I guess it kind of hit me, and I was like, "Oh crap! This is. I mean, I'm going to put this back on. This is. This is not. This is not going to work." And I. I actually, I went. A friend of mine uh, helped me. She was uh, going through training to be a uh, fitness and wellness coach, and needed somebody uh, to to do like a case study with, and I volunteered, and she kind of helped me set some small goals, and I started working last July again on those goals, and um, and I wanted to get I wanted to get back in that pair of jeans that I had that were my favorite <laughs> jeans, <laughs> which I can't wear anymore because they're too big, nice uh, because I I lost fifty pounds. Wow. And, um, which was more than I was only wanting to get 30 off and, yeah. um, but I started, I started doing some things that I would, I should have been doing a long time ago. And it was honestly, it, it wasn't, I mean, cause I would do the, I'd do the walking, the cardio and I would, I did yoga and I love that. And I didn't, you know, I kept up with my, my food in a, in a food jar. For me, I have to do that. I have to like, look at what I'm eating, um, and, and put it like. In writing either in an app or on paper, and I had you know had gotten away from all that, so I started doing all of that again. But um, I started weightlifting, which I didn't. I mean, I was like, "Well, I can't lift weights," you know, I'm an old woman, um, and I mean, like the weight. I just it just started. I didn't even realize it was happening. It just started dropping off, and I started toning up, and and I was like, "Oh, well, I like this better than." <laughs> and so I, I, like, I actually just today hired a uh, bariatric dietitian to help me um, to make sure that I'm getting all the right protein that I need to get um, so that I can stay on that course because I, I like where I'm at and, um, and I don't want to go back to, I don't want to go back up that 20 pounds. I want to keep this off. Um, I've met with a plastic surgeon. Uh, to talk about uh, skin removal and I mean, I'm getting really excited again, I guess I'm kind of and that's why I've gotten into. uh, Trying to find support online and and that's how I found Uh, y'all. I I saw some videos. I saw first video. Um. And I was like, okay, well, this guy's
1: cool. I mean, let me check him out. <laughs> well, thank you. I, I know. And you did the, um, the, we tried to make the cartwheel challenge a thing. Yeah, that's when we started talking was, yeah, you know, I did my, I did a cartwheel for the first time in, I don't know, 10, 15 years. And, and <laughs> you know what, I'm going to, I'm going to do a cartwheel too. And, and she did. And she sent me the video and, and uh, it was really cool. Um, to have been a part of this process, you know, with you regaining this confidence in your your surgery that you had almost 10 years ago, and now you're, you're building that back up again. And now you're hitting the weights. I know we've talked a lot about yoga. Um, how long have you been doing yoga? Uh,
2: probably 12, 13 <clears throat> years. Uh, okay. I, was, I was doing yoga before um, I lost the weight. And in fact, when I, um, when I went out to have my surgery um, and I came back and I, you know, I was out for a while. And, uh, one of the yoga instructors walked up to me and introduced herself and said, I'm so glad to have you in our class tonight. My name is, you know. Yeah, said, it's me. And she yeah. said, no, because I looked like you, like I look so different. I look like a completely different person. That's awesome.
0: Um, awesome. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. Uh, we have some really good questions based on sort of the things that you were mentioning earlier in regards to your diet and changing things up, going to a dietitian. And I loved hearing your story because a lot of it sort of resonates with me. Um, but let's get to those questions first. So Anne had asked, sorry, Brandy had asked, uh, do you track your food still as in logging it? Um And Anne had followed that up with, do you still feel sort of restriction? I guess, I I believe that you're referring to diet, Anne. Uh, Do you feel, still feel your restriction?
2: I do log my food. I have to do that for me. I have, I have to see it. Um, I don't count calories. I do look at macros. I'm really, really watch. I'm trying to get 150 grams of protein a day. So I do have to, to keep up with that. Um, I honestly, I feel like I eat all day. I don't feel restricted at all. I mean, I I just, I just had to eat something else to, to get over the, like, I think I got 160 uh, grams today, but I was 10 under and I was like, okay, I gotta, I gotta eat something that's not too. (laughs) Um, so, I mean, I feel like the minute I wake up, I'm eating food all day long, constantly. Um, and no, I don't feel restricted at all. i I don't do um, simple carbs. I don't do like white rice, white potatoes, white bread. Um, but I do. I do carbs. I do. Um, I do fat. I do protein. I do it all.
0: Yeah. And the good thing about it is, especially with your type of training, right? And, and this is true with any training. And this is sort of what what um, really resonates with me and listening to your story is, is the need to adapt. And I think that as a bariatric person, that's part of the reason I struggled prior to my surgery to lose weight and maintain weight is because I was never able to adapt, right? There are different things like an injury, for example, and as opposed to finding ways to necessarily make it happen and to still lose or maintain the weight or whatever the case might be. It was like, okay, well, I'm not, I'm going to do the same thing I've usually had to do. And, you know, with what you had talked about, Um, you know, with some of the challenges with COVID, for example, and with not watching your diet and, and things fluctuating, like you've been able to adjust things to keep going. And I think that's the big struggle with people, right? There's always going to be that call, I think, for us to go back to what we've known for 30, 40, 50 years, right? That's what we know. Mm -hmm. Um, but it's how do we consciously make those decisions to adapt to keep going in the direction we want to. So that's just amazing that you're able to do that. How uh, do you track, how do you track your meals, Mary?
2: Well, I use my fitness pal, just the, free yeah. App. Yeah. Okay. Um, I mean, I, I tried a couple of other ones um, and that one was just easier for me. Okay. Uh, if my dietitian, I think she, she might have me doing something different from okay. from looking at the work that she's sent over to me, but that's what I've been using.
0: Nice,
1: it's a I, good. Was, I, I I ask because like I was a part of a chat last night, uh and they were talking about just writing just having like a notebook out and just writing down what you're consuming uh you know, breakfast, lunch, dinner, snacks, drinks, you know you don't have to necessarily count uh the calories or the you know what I mean, but just being aware is that why you are are you know continuing to, to track your food, what does that do for you exactly?
2: Well, that's Ten years when I started back. That's what I did. I did keep it in a notebook.
1: Yeah.
2: Um, Cause I wasn't, I would not counting calories and I'm really not now counting calories. I'm not paying that much attention to it. Yeah. Um, it's yeah, it's to for me to visibly see because you know how easy it is to go, well, wow, I haven't eaten all day. And actually I have, so it's just habit for me when I, when I, I don't eat out much, but if I'm in a restaurant, when I order the food, I just put it in. Um, yeah. Most of the time, I prepare my food the night before, or or I do it on Sunday, and I'll even go in ahead of time and I'll put, well, I've got you know tuna salad for lunch on Tuesday, and I just go ahead and enter it because I know I'm gonna you know I'm gonna have it, and if I don't eat it, I'll delete it, or if I eat more than I said, I can just add to it, or but it's just kind of, it's, it's a habit now. It's, yeah. you know, it's, so it's, it doesn't feel like I'm, I mean, at first it was a little awkward getting back into doing it. Um, but I, I think it's a, a good habit for me personally. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Oh, for sure. And Brandy, you had asked, do you fellows use fitness pal? Also? Uh, I used my fitness pal for my first 90 pounds prior to surgery. Um, And it was just looking at portion control overall, right? I was just looking at my amount. And in terms of macros, I had an idea. I had a percentage of what I was going for. Um, Now I don't use it actually at all. Uh, I have an idea of what I want with protein. Every once in a while, I will monitor for a few days just to have a snapshot. But my meals are very similar every single day. Um, breakfast is always the same. Everything's always the same. Um, and the biggest thing that adjusts is if I have a lot of workouts, like sometimes I'll have days where I have two workouts or I'll play a sport, then my calories will obviously have to be higher on those days because I'll have a post-workout meal or a recovery meal after every activity. Right. Um, and asked a great question to clarify, um, Mary, do you get full by smaller portions still?
2: I really do. I've never ever been able to eat a larger portion. I, I don't. Yeah. Um, this friend of mine that had the surgery a year before me, I can remember her saying, "Well, I can I can eat a whole hamburger now," and I was like, "With a bun and everything, you eat the whole." Like, I can't even eat a whole patty. You
0: know? How about you, Murph?
2: Yeah. You, so.
1: Murph? So that's why, and I don't know if you can hear, Rob, I've got a little bit of echo of myself and you. I don't know if you can hear that. Okay. Um, I hear your echo. I hear your echo. Oh. Well then. It's not bothering me or anything. I'm just letting you know. I don't know how that is on your end. Um, So, yeah, I was really intrigued by this conversation that I was having on uh, Barry Nation last night. Uh, They were, you know, they got their struggle bus uh, and, you know, and I don't mind plugging them. They're really awesome people. Uh, We're not competing. I mean, we are all here to support each other. So uh, I was on Berry Nation last night and uh, we're talking about just writing it down because I need to do that. I think, again, I'm getting to the point where I've gotten so lax and comfortable with what I'm eating that like, yeah, I eat the same thing for breakfast or I eat the same thing for lunch, um, but then by the time dinner rolls around, for some reason I'm starving and I eat dinner and then second dinner and then dessert and then third dinner or something, you know, and it's like, why am I so hungry all the time? <clears throat> and so I really need to start keeping track. I don't know how many calories I'm taking in. I don't know how much protein I'm actually taking in for a while there. I mean, I did use my fitness pal for the first 120 pounds that I lost pre-op. I lost 120 pre and then, um, post op I probably stopped using my fitness pal when I hit like a hundred, another hundred ish, and I was oh, like, "Yeah, hey, I don't need this anymore." But I'm getting to the place now. I, I recently hit my one year surge and I think I've just gotten too comfortable, and so that's why you know, I'm asking, you know, what you know, do you guys find it important to just to see it. You know, how do you guys feel about it? Um, I think it's something I need to start doing. So,
0: well, you know, one thing (laughs) that we talk about in a lot of the different programs that we're having or groups that we're in, that I'm in actually, is any time. It's a good practice every once in a while to sort of just take a week and monitor, write down everything you're eating. Because having a snapshot or an idea of what you're bringing in overall is a great way to sort of monitor and assess where you are with your habits right Mm. Um, because the other thing is then you can look at am i more active than i was previously am i less active what type of training am i doing right mary's doing a lot more weight training Mm. your requirements now that you're doing weight training is different than your requirements if you're doing endurance training right
2: right right
0: so having an idea and again, this comes down to what we were saying, Mary, about your adaptability throughout everything. And it goes the same thing when you're looking at training, right? How are you able to adapt your diet as well as your training program based on what you're looking to do? So that's the big part, I think, for sure, being able to do that.
2: And um, I also believe in utilizing, like, I've got a trainer that's helping me with the weights. And like I said, I hired the dietitian because I think that's just something that for right now I need that. Hmm. Um, I'm only going to probably, you know, have her for about a month, the, the dietitian, yeah. The trainer I was only going to use for six weeks and it's been six months. But um, <laughs> but I, I really I really enjoyed having that structure. It's helped me.
0: Yeah. Oh, for sure. Um, one thing I'm very curious about is um, on our last call d had mentioned something near the end we were and this was a question that you brought up actually mariana question and answer session um in regards to sort of the way that we look at you look at yourself over over time does it change have you changed everything and and we had sort of gotten to a big discussion about mindset and, and sort of the challenges that we've had with body dysmorphia things i know for me and, and my post recently earlier this week talked about the fact that you know When I was 380, if you told me I'd be 165, I'd be like, yes, I'd be completely happy with everything. Then I'm 165 and I'm like, okay, I'm not happy with the way I look. But if I put on 20 pounds, I'd be amazing. And then 20 pounds later, I'm like, well, I feel like I need this, this, this. Did you find throughout the 10 years and the different changes in your body during that time that you suffered from any challenges with body dysmorphia or the way that you look at yourself? And how did you overcome that?
2: I mean, I think it's kind of it. It's come and gone and come back again. Um, so when I was was running around about a hundred and seventy for for the majority of of the eight years, nine years, uh, I was pretty happy, and I I mean I. I didn't like my upper arms. I did want that removed and I wouldn't have minded, you know, having my tummy done, but I, but I was okay. I mean, I, I knew I, I knew I looked a lot better. I looked good in my clothes. I was comfortable having lost the extra 20 pounds and, and then toned up. And I mean, I, I, I can feel the muscle. I can like my shoulders. I can really see it.
0: Yeah. I've seen the videos.
2: Yeah. But then, but then I see this. And then I focus on that, and I'm like, yeah. that's all I see is this." You know, um, so, so I'm kind of I've kind of gone back into that slump, um, and I've talked a lot about it with my with my husband, and and, um, and that's why I went and met with the plastic surgeon because I I think a lot of what I have right now is it's loose skin that's bothering me, and and because I don't feel like I'm being rewarded for. Like I want to see what I've done in yeah. the gym, mm-hmm. um, but I wish I had hung on to a pair of pants from before. I do have a I do have a T-shirt. I have a three X shirt. I wear a small now, most of the time. I like oversized shirts, so I'll wear a medium or maybe a large. I think this one's a medium, um, you know. And and I like to lay it down on top of the three X and go. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You know, I, but I need that reminder. I do yeah. occasionally need to go back and look. And I don't—I don't have a lot of pictures of me when I was overweight. Most of them are me standing behind my children. Yeah, <laughs> or behind my husband, blocking. <laughs> um, there's one picture I have that's on my my Instagram where I'm like leaning up against a wall. I have on a white shirt and blue jeans, and somebody—I I'd somehow gotten in a picture that I didn't know about. And I found it um, not long ago and I looked at that and I, I was like, that that's me full on. Yeah. That's what I look like, you know? And it's a good reminder that that's not what I look like anymore. When I look yeah. in the mirror, that is not what I look like. And I have to I have to do that, I have to remind yeah. myself. Um, I, I don't know about, I mean, is that, do you kind of feel the same way or?
1: Absolutely, I mean, I recently, came across some pictures of uh, full body shots of me because I did the same thing. I'd hide behind my kids. Yeah, I've got seven kids and I just, you know, pile them up on top of each other. And yeah. see my head and, you know, <laughs> cut, cut out all those chins for me, you know. Um, but like I went to my doctor's appointment and they had a full body shot and they, were, they printed it out for me and it was in black and white. But still, they didn't recognize me when I walked in there. I didn't recognize that picture. I don't see many body shot pictures. So then I started looking through some old pictures and found some uh, and and I'm saving them. You know, I'm going to put them out here and there. But definitely, definitely a thing, uh, you know, with body dysmorphia, I feel like something that's common in our community is like we've worked so hard to lose the weight, but we're still not happy with ourselves like we're, we're always going to be able to find something and it makes you think maybe that's just the nature of life you know what i mean we, we always we're such hard critics on ourselves you know and, and we need to give ourselves a lot more grace and learn how to be happy with the results that we're seeing and the success that we're that we're seeing it could be worse i could be wearing a 5x again you know i took it out of my drawer today and just held it up and my six-year-old was walking by, and she looked at me, and she, you know, yeah. like, what are you, da- what are you playing with a parachute for? You know, yeah, just, just this giant, you know, I'm covering the windows,
2: <laughs> you
1: know, <laughs> but you know, and, and it's like, you know, we got to put things in perspective, you know, yeah. me just coming out of this, you know, I'm only a year into this. Rob, you're two years into this you know, Mary, you being 10 years into this, you know, I I imagine it's easy to forget where you've come from, you know, the the more the time progresses, you know, but you look back 10 years ago, and you are most definitely not the same person that you were. And, you know, and like I tell my kids too, if you don't like something about yourself, you don't like the way you are, do something about it. Strive to be the best version of you that you can be. And so I'm trying to lead by example, but at the same time, looking at those underarms and I'm like, Oh, I got to do something about this. I got to get into the gym and, you know, stretch that skin back out with some muscle or something.
0: But I also think that like, it's, it's sort of how we're conditioned to think and focus on things, right? Like I think we're talking about being adaptable and, and I think one of those things that we need to do regularly is be able to stop And whether it's look at old clothes and compare with new clothes or look at old pictures and compare to these pictures, I think we need to take the time and prioritize celebrating our achievements. Like these are big things that we've been able to do. And I know that it gets discussed. I know that it's always top of mind, especially when you meet people again that you haven't seen in a long time. And, you know, you talk about it. But at the same time, I think for yourself, Because at the end of the day you're fighting this right you're the one who's feeling this way it's not the other person they see you as this amazing achievement this amazing like oh you're such an inspiration i'm like here i am being like oh i feel like i have uh you know i don't feel happy because i have loose skin on my arms or my legs or whatever right but i think we need to learn how to celebrate ourselves right because if Mm -hmm. you look at from a big picture point of view sure it sucks that i have loose skin on my arms or my legs or my back but damn, look where I am now compared to back no. then, right? No. I think that's a big part. And I think that comes down to, you know, you talked about yoga and we talked about previously on the last show, we talked about meditation, but it all comes down to mindset, mm-hmm. right? Like we know how hard the physical part can be, but like how, how did that compare? Do, do you find over the 10 years to the changes you had to make with your mindset mm-hmm. and the way you viewed everything?
2: and I think that is the hardest part is the mindset it's not I mean we've all lost the weight before yeah mm-hmm. but it's it's getting your mind and and i I am glad to see that like there's um, a lot of fashion um, uh, sorry I'm trying to think a lot of fashion um, people that I follow and one yeah. of the things that I've noticed is It's not just this skinny, like certain type person that's the model anymore. Now they have different size models. And I feel like at least our children maybe are getting raised so that there's a little bit more open-mindedness to, there's not just this one body type, you have to look like this. But that's pretty, I mean, that's been pretty set in society for a long time. So it's really hard to like go, okay, it's okay to have loose skin. Mm -hmm. this is, I earned this. I, I worked hard. This is, this is my badge of honor, you know? Yeah. It's kind of hard to get that in your head. Like I can say that and people can say it to me, but to internalize it, it, it's a little bit more difficult.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I just, I just said that almost exact same thing to my wife last night. I'm, I'm having a hard time getting used to my skin, but in my mind I'm trying to tell myself, these are my battle scars. These are, yeah. you know, it's 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 loose skin, but it's a scar. It's it's something that you know I've been stretched. I've been morphed. I've been changed into something different, and this is the result. But mentally, um, you know, yeah, that's that's the hardest part of the game is the is the mindset, um, and being able to, like I said, uh, you know, have a lot of grace for yourself and. And just be positive, you know. Body—I know—body positivity is is a thing. It's it's big right now. And a lot of people are all about body body positivity. Um, but especially if you've accomplished so much and you've lost so much weight, who cares what your skin looks like? Nobody's looking at you and judging you or anything that like that. You know, I mean?
2: where you feel like yeah, everybody's looking at you, but no, nobody cares. Everybody's looking at them, nobody right?
0: Cares. Oh, nobody sure. cares. And this doesn't change. Like even if you get the skin removed, like I've gotten skin removed, I'm still sort of in that mindset. And then it's always something else that you're thinking. You're just like, well, you know, should I have been proud of everything and just kept the skin? Is it worth it? Or, you know, all these things. So it's, it's, it's always a matter of the way that you're looking at it and, and what you're able to prioritize in terms of giving importance. Right. But it's, it's, it's something that we're all going through. And I, I don't think it's, I think it gets easier, but I think it's always going to be there, right?
2: I think it, it's always there, and, and it it's not always in the forefront, though. I mean, right, there times, yes. There's a lot of times that I don't even think of it. There's a lot of times that when I'm at the gym, I do see the muscles. Yeah. You know, that I'm that when I'm – I was looking at a video today that I was putting up, and I was like, man, I should smile more when I'm at the gym. But I, was, <laughs> I was watching – I was watching that muscle. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I was doing. You, know? you
1: got your game so, face awesome. on.
2: Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And I mean, so we we need to pat ourselves on the back. We need to say, you know, I earned this. I've done a good job. And and I, I deserve all the, you know, people come up people come up to me and say, oh, my gosh, I saw that where you you've lost 150 pounds. That's amazing. You look incredible. And I just need to say, you know what? Thank you. I appreciate that. Yeah. And and yeah. I
0: earned that. I I did. I find that it hard, yeah. That's very hard, hard to do. But you're 100 percent right. Yeah,
1: I've never. I don't think I've ever said like thank you, when when people say that to me, like at church or if I go back home and I see friends or something. I I just like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, yeah. I did. Yeah, it's it's a thing. I was just really big and I needed to do something with it. And I try. I find myself justifying it. Making it yeah, yeah, making
2: excuses.
1: Making it like yeah, I yeah, had no you choice. You know,
2: internally don't make the excuse either internally say that's right you did i
0: did this i've
1: been through some stuff and i yeah
0: yeah look look at me hey, that's our goal that's our goal for us three is yeah. next time the next time someone comes up to you and i just missed my chance so i was just at a, a regional sales meeting for work and you know a lot of the people i haven't seen in a while um And same thing, you know, the same conversation that we just talked about. And and my answer was always like, yeah, you know, I did it for my kids. And, you know, which is true. But come on. So the next time someone said everyone, everyone on the line, Brandy and everyone next time someone compliments you on the fact that you've lost X amount of weight. Own that. Yeah, I think that's a good challenge for all of us to be able to do because I know I struggle with it still. Like, am I proud of what I've done? hundred percent, but I find that I'm constantly, like you said, justifying things and, and sort of, you know, not really just, yeah, sure. I did that. And that's amazing. Right. Yeah. Uh,
1: My, my back, my back was really bad and I had to do it. That's my go-to. I was just thinking like, (laughs) what's my go-to? I had a bad back. I had to take care of this. Now I didn't have a good relationship with food and now I do. I didn't, you know, I wasn't taking care of myself and now I am and I've earned it. So yeah, I'm just practicing. I'll do this later. Sorry.
0: This is good. I like that.
1: <laughs> I Mary, like I, I got a, a question for you. Yeah, <laughs> uh, Mary, I have a question. You said earlier, you and your husband own a restaurant. Yes. Uh, what What type of food are you cooking? And what time is dinner? Um, and can we come? Yes, exactly. <laughs> but uh, how did, how, tell us about that. Tell us about your your life. You know, having bariatric surgery and then living in a restaurant environment.
2: Well, we didn't own the restaurant ten years ago, so my husband's always okay. been in the restaurant business, and um, which made it really easy for me to gain weight because he can cook. the uh, The first time he Our first official date, which was the night he proposed to me, he made a dish and it was incredible. And I remember I remember going, oh, my gosh, what is this sauce? And I heard him say, well, I I rendered a pound of butter or something. I was like, huh, a pound of butter. (laughs) I didn't hear anything you said after that. I was like, what?
1: And then you said, um, yes, And then, then yeah. <laughs> put the ring, put the ring here. Yeah. Okay. Pound of butter. <laughs> um,
2: but he, so we, we ended up buying a restaurant. Um, it was one that was owned locally by some friends of ours and we bought it um, several years before COVID and um, it was called South mouth deli. And we, we loved it, but it got, it boiled down to just trying to keep, keep it staffed after, after we went through all of that with COVID. So we shut it down about a year ago and, um, and bought, we've bought an RV now. So. All right.
0: Ooh, that's the life. Nice. So I
2: may show up in Canada. You don't know. (laughs) With a pound
0: of butter sauce. (laughs) I will eat it. And get dumping syndrome, but I, I, it's worth it. It's worth it. <laughs> totally worth it. Totally. It made you say yes. It might make me say yes. We'll yeah, know. you never know. <laughs> you got to so come through Michigan
1: to get to Canada. Don't forget. Exactly. I'll, I'll, I'll here first. In Michigan.
2: Murph, I won't leave you
0: out, man. And I'll, I'll, I'll,
1: I'll try to save you some, some of that butter sauce, Rob.
2: I,
0: yeah, <laughs> well, we'll just meet in Michigan. There you go. And <laughs> I butter in Michigan. <laughs> yeah. Mary, you've mentioned your husband a couple times here. And, um, you know, our second show... We had our wives and we talked about the support system that we have uh, had over the past you know, year for Murph and two years uh, for me. And prior to that, you know, 10 years in, what can you tell me about your support system for your story, but how that has had to change maybe over the time based on what your needs were, what you were going through?
2: Well, we definitely had an adjustment for sure. Um, yeah. and I, I had mentioned this before, right after the surgery, like if we went out to eat or we did something and we would each order. And of course I could only eat this little small amount. Then my husband would eat his food and then he'd eat my food. <laughs> and then he <laughs> So we, we had to kind of figure out a, like a system. So if we go out to eat, we now order one thing and two salads. Yeah. But, um, it's taken, it's taken some adjustment, and he, he doesn't have a weight problem. I mean, he's, he's normal, um, you know, whatever that is. But, um, but he's always been, I mean, he, he's loved me regardless of me being 150 pounds and me being 305 pounds. He, he's loved me through it all. He's supported me um, in whatever I've wanted to do. He supports me in wanting to get skin removal. Um, and we're trying to figure out a way to do that, you know, uh, not having a, um, a steady income like a restaurant now <laughs> where yeah. it might take a little bit longer, but, um, but he's been a, a wonderful support. He really has. Um, and I, I remember listening to your story and you talking about how your, your wives, both of you, your wives were kind of picking up, um, and doing things that y'all couldn't do, and I, I try. I was trying to think about that myself. Sorry. Ugh. Um. I was trying to think about how how did he do that for me, and and I remember I would I would get out there and I was like I'm gonna mow the yard. I can mow the yard. I can you know yeah. my, doesn't matter how much I weigh i'm going to do this and i was i was bound and determined to prove that i could do all of those things around the house but um, but i think he picked up a lot more um, than i realized when i really started thinking about it and especially there was one picture i was looking at when we were we were on a trip in nashville and we're both sitting down and i'm just like collapsed back in the I was exhausted from us walking around all day and yeah. and he was he didn't act annoyed or you know that I was out of breath or whatever he was kind and generous of course but um, but I realized when I started looking back at, and thinking about those things that he really um, he really did pick up a lot of extra slack that I didn't realize he had done until I heard you your wives talking It kind of makes you feel. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Like, I guess I guess he did a good job of of not making me feel guilty, but now I I kind of yeah.
0: went. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, it's that full circle thing, right? Like, I I agree. You know, hearing you talk about that, it brings me back to, and for me, it's this very specific time when it was a snowstorm, and we get some big snowstorms up here in Canada, and it was like, okay, time to shovel, and. I could not shovel my back was just dead and my wife was like don't worry I'll do it and it was just like you know you look back now back then it was like okay that's great I appreciate it and you know I I know I couldn't do it but now you look back at everything that you know our loved ones our friends and family have done to support us and I'm just so appreciative of it Mm -hmm. right like and it's always like how can I how can i be a better version of myself now to repay you for everything that you've done mm-hmm. right so i love i love hearing that from you yeah yeah
2: and now i get to be the one who says hey let's go to the gym yes <laughs> it's time to go work out come on
0: does he work out it's with? crazy you? how that happens
2: uh we will go up there a lot together we don't necessarily work out together because He's done in like 20 minutes. I'm like, dude, man, I, I got an hour and a half up here. I got things I got to do. <laughs> he just goes to work. So I'm like, no, I, I got I to gotta work some more.
1: It's so. still cool, though. I mean, the, the support system, it sounds like it's always been there. He, he just sounds like a super nice guy. And, uh, and I know you already volunteered him to do our Husbands of Bariatric Surgery show. So we've got his number
0: and uh, we'll be in touch um i do we have time for one more question rob i've got a. you go for another question i have one after that but go for it buddy we might have the same
1: question uh just curious mary 10 year surge anniversary congratulations that's really awesome but what's next what are your goals for the next five years 10 years what are you what are you thinking besides turning your rv into a food truck and coming up to michigan (laughs) butter food
0: truck
2: (laughs) I don't know about that. You need
1: that um, income. You said, I mean, you got it right there in your driveway. So, you <laughs> <go. Yeah. laughs>
2: um, well, I mean, I think in that plan, there is skin removal surgery. Also, I've, I've kind of, um, and I don't know what the deal would, would be if, if I had skin removal, but I, I don't know. I wouldn't mind like, uh, maybe, you know, getting in a little, of uh, doing a little showing, and you know
0: yes Um, very cool very cool
2: it's a thought I had thought about I honestly had my I had had this goal that I was gonna uh, run a 5k but I'm not as interested in running anymore as the weights oh it's just so much more exciting than running
0: do you know how exciting this is for me to hear Because I love everything about weight training. And yeah, whatever. I I love the endurance sports. It's been so much for me, but weight training has always been my baby. And so I love when people get into it and are excited about it. Oh, I love it.
2: I can't believe I'm getting into it at my age, you know. It's really kind of a a younger man's game, not you know, but oh well. I don't care. Who says? That's right. Who says?
0: And if someone does say prove them wrong, you've already proved them wrong, right?
2: True. There you go.
0: True that. <laughs> All right. So I my question is actually, I think it's a good way to segue from that. You had a goal pair of pants before. Right? Say that again. You had a pair of you had you said you had like a gold pair of jeans, right? Right. Right. My goal clothes was this right here. It was being able to wear a white shirt and jeans and pull it off and look good with it, right? Like, be confident and not be like, okay, if I wear... I wear black every single day because it hides my roles, right? But with white, I'm just like, okay, it will show all my contours, all my fat, everything. So that was my goal always, to be able to wear a light-colored shirt like this and be comfortable with it. What is your goal for clothing now that you've done? You've surpassed your 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 gold jeans?
2: Well, I had wanted to be a Competition bikini to tuck clothes in but i can do that now um that's
0: it that's a good one that's a good one
2: wow um how about my here's my biggest fear is i don't wear sleeveless Mm. so maybe maybe that should be my goal i'll wear sleeveless and be confident
0: yeah i like i have
2: one tank top i wore to the gym i was Standing like this the whole time, <laughs> it's terrifying uh, so, yeah, that sounds like a good goal. Maybe nice. It. Yeah, it's really nice. It's really nice. I, I mean, y'all, y'all don't wear yoga pants. It's nice to wear, be able to wear yoga pants. I would never do that before. I wear yoga pants and Rob I, does. My shirts in.
0: Yeah, Rob. Robworth. <laughs> yeah, I am. I, my. <laughs> I Okay. I, yeah, I get made fun of a lot because I used to make fun of my friends who were like skinny jeans and whatever, tighter clothes. But I made fun from a place of jealousy. Mm-hmm. I know Okay. So I made fun because I wanted to make fun of them. But there was also a place of jealousy. And so now I wear tight pants. And when I train, I'll wear tights. And yeah, I get made fun of a lot, but I can't say anything. I'm like, hey. I deserve it. That's all right. They're, bi- they're bicycling pants. They're, yeah. Yeah, they're, yeah, they're, they're bicycling pants. They're not yoga pants. pants. They're, they're, not like yoga pants. pants. Yeah. they're bike pants. It's like, it's like, why are you wearing a Speedo when you're biking? I'm just like, <laughs> that's what we do. <laughs> you, you wear it on the outside of the pants, it's the, right? It's
2: the wind, right? you got to cut down on Aerodynamics. the... Jet. Aerodynamics. Aerodynamics, exactly. Like all
0: you got it. in the name of science. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Well, Mary, thank you, thank you, thank you so much. For joining us today that was amazing and for me again as someone who's celebrating my two-year surge anniversary being able to see or get a glimpse of what it could be in another eight more years like you and some of the things that you've had to do has been an amazing gift for me so thank you very much for joining us to celebrate with me Uh, i really do appreciate it um yeah and i wish you a ton of luck and i look forward to seeing you with the food truck and the butter in a tank top. (laughs) All the goals. There you go.
1: There you go. I just got to say real quick, you guys look fantastic.
0: Good job. Accept that compliment now. Okay. Thank you very much. I've worked very hard. (laughs) We're doing it. We're doing it. Awesome. And and guys, if you want, uh, you can also follow us at, hashtag er, not hashtag at the underscore waiting underscore table thank you very much for jumping on i'm rob at waiting in vain this is murph at murph's underscore losing underscore it and please follow mary at tree underscore hugger underscore 66 and again thanks so much for joining us today on the waiting table podcast where we're serving the weight loss community one pound at a time see you all next week Bye, guys. Right.